Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everybody? Episode 290 of Top Rope Nation, Ryan Drosty. Justin Joint and a very special guest who I will introduce momentarily here to break down and preview WWE WrestleMania 39, all the big matches scheduled for this weekend, our predictions for those matches, and just some general thoughts on the show itself. Justin Joint, first of all, sir, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Long time no talk. (laughs) Last night... For patrons of Top Rope Nation, we recorded an almost three-hour look back at WrestleMania 17, our monthly Top Rope Nation classics. The video of that is available on the Patreon page right now. Podcast version will drop for patrons by the end of the week. The longest podcast, Justin, we have ever (laughs) recorded was last night. And here we are again, night two. Yeah, we know how to get her done. Although amazingly, Justin, out of those almost three hours we did i never cracked the tequila i had the tequila bottle here i had the terabana because we were talking rock austin i thought it made sense i never opened it up but i got it here tonight so conversation was too good Mm -hmm. that's right so kyle was with us last night he couldn't make it tonight kyle will be back this weekend actually it'll be next monday morning i guess i'll just tell the listeners right away this is the schedule for the rest of the week preview tonight we're going to be talking night one on sunday morning And then next Monday morning, we'll be recapping night two. Justin will be with me to recap night one, Sunday morning, myself and Kyle. Monday morning as well. Might have a special guest for one of those two shows as well. Not confirmed yet, but I will let you you know maybe in the Facebook group. So join the Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion Facebook group. We're talking all things pro wrestling all the time over there. And our special guest on the line tonight. He's a member of the Facebook group. He's been a longtime supporter of Top Rope Nation. He's been on the show numerous times as well. I'm not, I'm not sure. Is this maybe three or four? But uh, 
Let me just introduce him. Of course, he is the number two biggest Bret Hart fan in the state of Iowa. <laughs> Behind only my... Oh, I'm just kidding. You might be number one, Ryan. Ryan Huffman, welcome to Top Rope Nation. How are you doing, sir? Good. I'm doing doing great. Got to uh, beat you to that uh, restaurant bar in Calgary, and then that'll yeah. number one. But That's right. Uh, doing real well. Getting pretty excited. I'm actually flying out to WrestleMania on a Thursday morning. So looking, looking forward to getting into SoFi stadium and seeing what's going to be in front of me. Very nice. You know, we're, we're all big Bret Hart fans here, it, but at the very least, you know, Hoffman is the number one Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 26 fan. That's yeah, oh, for that sure. True. <laughs> Check out the Bret Hart draft in the archives. That was his last, his final pick. Round it, was five. it was about finishing the story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Do you even know, Ryan, how many times you've been on the show now? Because you did the Bret Hart draft. Um, yeah, I think this is maybe three or four. I did a review of one of the AEW shows. I can't remember if it was Full Gear um, or not. So this might be my third, third or fourth. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Very nice. Well, good to have you back. Glad you could come on tonight. We've been planning this for a while, so it should be a really good show. Looking forward to it. We are streaming right now on the SE Scoops YouTube channel. We're streaming on Twitch. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook.com. Follow us all of those places. Also, we have a YouTube channel. Check that out. The show will be up there on demand after we're done going live. So just a big shout out to SE Scoops for letting us live stream on their channel to reach more listeners and viewers and of course shout out to blue wire we've been a member of the blue wire podcasting network now for over three years which has been fantastic for us and i gotta say since this show started in 2016 that makes this the seventh wrestlemania that we have covered on top rope nation and i don't know how the rest of you feel but for me personally this is probably the least excited I have been for a WrestleMania out of all of those what? personally, not counting the pandemic one, not counting the pandemic one. This is probably my least excited WrestleMania. You just, Oh yeah, no, I'm boy. I mean, obviously 36. Uh, yeah, that one I can't really count in the same vein, but at thir- I mean, 37, I was excited just cause it, we were kind of, getting back to normalcy a little bit, mm-hmm. but I mean, 35, I don't know how excited I was for that. I mean, it had the Kofi thing. Becky was at her apex. That's true. More into that one. I mean, yeah, to your point, 37, we got, had like kind of the partial crowd coming out of the pandemic a little bit. That was exciting last year. Yeah. We had Roman and Brock again, but also it was like the first mania with a full crowd at many years. Uh, I am looking forward to Roman and Cody, and that's going to be the first one we talk about here. And, you know, the KO Sammy stuff to a lesser extent. I just can't say the card is really drawing me in that much, though. I mean, I know everyone's talking about WWE creative being better in the last several months, but still, I don't don't know, man. Maybe I'm out to lunch here. But for me, it's just the excitement's not quite there for me. I would say my excitement level is pretty comparable to last year because last year was just all based on what was going to happen with Austin, which True. paid off well. But outside of that, I, there wasn't much for me to look forward to. So uh, I think this card is looking better than 
last year at the very least. I mean, it's the best looking card probably in a, a few years. Um, mm-hmm. And even even having said even having said that, there's still only like four matches I'm actually looking forward to. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like the card is decent. It's, this we say this like every time there's a WWE pay per view. Like in the <laughs> ring, it's probably going to deliver. I just don't know, like storyline wise, how hyped I am about this. But you you go ahead, Mister Hoffman. What is your excitement level for this show? Well, uh, since I'm going, I'm pretty pretty excited. But I I would say pretty much along the same lines as last year. Um, I feel like kind of the core matches, at least, have all been oh a little bit longer build up, which we'll talk about uh, mm-hmm. as we get going. But I'm pretty excited just. Uh, seen it in SoFi Stadium. I know when the the rumor a few years ago when they were going to maybe go to LA, I was looking at going. Um, I was in town for 30, the one after the pandemic. I was in town for that, but we didn't actually attend. Um, so this will be my first one since live since 33. So, um, but yeah, I, there's a lot of matches on there. I'm not sure that I would say are like a WrestleMania match. Yeah, so, yeah. What what made you pull the trigger on this one for the first time since what'd you say? 33 was the last yeah, time. Yeah, 33 is the last one um that I've been to live. I've considered going the last few years. Um actually my older brother and I I'm just going on a brother's trip where uh, I'm getting married this summer. So uh we've we've never been to California. It's always kind of just been on the the bucket list there. So we're doing a lot of LA stuff and go to, I always like, I'm a collector of autographs. So I love going to WrestleCon. Like mm-hmm. that's probably my favorite pro wrestling event, to be honest, but, uh, getting out to SoFi, uh, checking that out, um, might wear some rate like a Raider hat or something just to make all those charger fans. happy. <laughs> so. Nice. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're going to the town, it's gonna add the add to the hype a little bit. Like us three with Kyle when we were at 34, made me pretty excited about that year. 33, it was the first year we covered it on the show. 35, we talked about, it. and then 36, it's like oh, pandemic, empty arena. So I mean, again, I'm not trying to be a downer, but it's just my excitement level for WWE has not been high for quite some time. Although I am very intrigued by the main event. So let's start there, Cody and Roman Reigns. Um, it's not it's not a guarantee Cody Rhodes is going to win. It does feel likely. Then again, you know, you could see WWE pushing forward with Roman to get to the 1000 days. I mean, when are they going to ever have a champion again that could get to that, you know, in the modern era? So you got that on one hand, but on the other hand, it's like, man, he's gone this many years without losing the title and Cody Rhodes, we said it what last spring we were saying I, on the I think pod, right after wrestlemania yeah we were you saying he should be it. the guy yeah so here we are a year later and he feels like he should be the guy uh broman's gone through pretty much everybody if he wins here there's the question of where does he go next there's been rumors about roman taking some time off of course if he does that he's dropping the title most likely I mean, they could do something with Seth. Seth is pretty over with the crowd. I mean, I could see that. But if I'm picking here, I think I got to go Cody. I mean, the story has been in a card where the stories haven't really drawn me in that much outside of the bloodline stuff and Sami Zayn. This story is very good. Obviously, the emotional tie in with Dusty Rhodes. Cody feels like it's the time to do it. So I I will go with Cody. I think they're going to pull the trigger. That's where I'm leaning right now. Um, you, Mr. Huffman. 
Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think they're going to go Cody. Um, I don't know. I might, I might be kind of the downer saying this. I don't know. Cody Rhodes for me is just kind of an interesting one. I think it's been a pretty great story. You know, a year ago I was sitting in your house when Cody uh, returned and that was, that was pretty exciting. But, you know, I keep thinking about 16 months ago being at an AU or AEW uh, pay-per-view in Minneapolis and just booing the guy like crazy (laughs) and the whole crowd was booing him. And I'm like, okay, like 16 months later or so he's headlining WrestleMania. And I I don't know, like, I I think it's, they've done a great job of building. I just never know if Cody Rhodes to me has ever been a, like a WrestleMania main event type guy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you look at what that could have been. And I know, um, the rock versus Roman originally was kind of what I was looking at. So um, I think this story should be fun. I'm, I'm interested to see if there's any kind of a surprise, like would Heyman after all, everything going on would Heyman turn as the bloodline would break up. So um, I think Cody's done a really good job since getting back. I don't think he lost anything from his injury. I think that even maybe helped him gain some momentum as you guys talked about before, but uh but yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's time for the uh, the Roman Empire to come to an end for a little while. So. <laughs> yeah, because the injury still feels fresh, yeah. right? He hasn't worn out his welcome, even though he's been back for a year because he missed so many months. We've talked a lot on the show about if he wins the title, does he sustain that momentum? It's going to be a lot more of a challenge, I think. Um, to your point about AEW, Kyle made a great point today in our Facebook group. And I'm just going to read verbatim what Kyle wrote here since he's not on the show. And if you're not in the, in the group, you can hear what he said. But Kyle wrote, quote, the most anticipated mania main main event at some time due to Roman might lose and it could be a first time world champion. Tremendous irony that a WrestleMania is being built around the legacy of Dusty Rhodes, given the ribs known as Virgil, Akeem, the African dream, and of course, the polka dots. I have to say, by the modern WWE standard, the promo work here has been strong. It's clear to me that Cody clearly benefits from being in the heavily scripted environment of WWE, where he can come across as somewhat authentic, as opposed to AEW, where he was the least authentic thing on the show. Roman winning would obviously be very, very funny, but I think the code man takes it. So Kyle's with Cody, and yet to the point you were making about AEW, that made me think about what Kyle wrote, where there he did seem like too polished and almost fake. And that's why he got booed, I think, a lot of the time. Whereas in WWE, where it is so scripted, it doesn't translate in the same way. Uh, Justin, your take. Uh, I mean, you guys have hit on a, a lot of my thoughts and feelings on this. It's if not Cody, then who? Like, I, I don't really see anybody on the roster right now unless like, you know, I love uh, Gunter, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I, I, I don't see, I don't know how much the fans are attaching themselves to him. Um, so I just don't know what better option you would have. The thing I'm curious about, and I, I was just on Twitter right before we started recording is, boy, it sure sounds like Vince is actually back. Like if you look at some of the stuff that's going on, on, on television and some of the things that people are posting about backstage, Mm -hmm. um, about like rewrites are kind of starting to happen again at a furious pace. Yeah. That makes me wonder, like, is, is Vince sold on Cody Rhodes? 
you know, because he, he obviously wasn't before. Uh, and he was kind of out the door, uh, you know, by the time that I guess they were both coming back at basically the same time. Yeah. Um, so that makes me really wonder if, if Vince would just want to keep it on Roman and see if they can come up with a better option or even if they still maybe want to do rock down the road. And if maybe there's just some fear that it, you know, the, the television's not going to be as exciting when Roman's not the champ. And especially when he's not on TV all the time as the champ. Yeah. So, I mean, I still think I, I'm, I'm definitely on the side of, I would not risk missing out on an opportunity, you know, to crown somebody that the crowd is obviously behind when you don't know if you have another better option. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm not as high on Cody right now as I think a lot of people, the, the, just a little bit too much red, white, and blue going on for me. <laughs> you know, not that I don't love my country, but it just feels a little over the top. And yeah. he just, he's just still has that Homelander stink on him <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, too is, is, do you think some of that too, sorry to interrupt you, but is some of that WWE audience watches AEW? Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but a lot of them don't. And so mm -hmm. since we watch both products and especially AEW and we have seen so much of Cody in recent years to them, a lot, a sizable portion of that crowd has not seen him in years. And so again, beyond the injury, he's just so fresh to them that there still is that new car smell with him. I think that's a huge part of it. And yeah. if he doesn't win here, I mean, does that really sink him? I don't, I don't know. No, I, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on how the match plays out. Yeah. Um, and I guess the other thing I forgot to mention as far as like maybe guys in the future is if you want to hold off and you want to get Roman to that, you know, 1000 number is, you know, maybe you can still pull the trigger trigger on Sami Zayn down the road. Or Sean mentioned in the chat, Jay Uso. And we've talked about that on the show mm. several times that Jay Uso has been kind of that intriguing story in the background. You know, him and Sammy was like the real dynamic in the group too. When all of that was going on, you know, he had the history with Roman a couple of years ago. He's shown he can succeed as a single. I would love to see Jay Uso get a big push and get into that title picture. Eventually. I think he's totally capable of it, uh, given the right story. So that, that definitely, to Sean's point, is somewhere they could go if they don't go with Cody. I mean, I could definitely see that because we're going to talk about the tag title match, but boy, I think Sammy and, and KO got to be winning there. So, you know, who knows what happens with the mm -hmm. Usos dynamic coming out of there and the rest of the bloodline and everything. So we'll, we'll see. But I am I am really intrigued for this one. And despite my excitement level for two full nights of WrestleMania, this one I'll, I will be hyped for. And I was going to tell people, by the way, totally forgot to mention this, um, get the Bleacher Report app because during the Roman Reigns match with Cody Rhodes, I will be on a live stream doing a watch along on the Bleacher Report app. So if you want to join in on that, wow. yeah, I even tell you guys about that. You can catch me on the Bleacher Report app. It's only going to be during the Roman uh, match with Cody Rhodes. It'll be me and uh, Jeremy Loss from 
the old two jabronis with a wrestling podcast show that he did with Ben Cruz years ago. Awesome. That's that's really going to hurt your uh, drinking during WrestleMania night, too. <laughs> oh, no, it's not, because I will feel like I need to be primed and ready to go for the Bleacher Report audience, man. Just reacting to everything that's happening in the match. Can't have any dead air. So I'll be ready to go. Get the Bleacher Report app on your phone and tune in. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, that'll be night two, the last match. So, um, real, yeah, real go quick, ahead. I just want to ask. So we all think Cody's going to win. Yes. Is that who we want to win? Is that who you're rooting for? I am still intrigued by the winged eagle. Justin joint. Does he bring back the winged eagle? That ain't happening, brother. (laughs) He got, I mean, especially, especially if Vince is back, that ain't happening. Well, I'll tell you one thing. They do apparently have a new world title belt. Oh, really? Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that was just reported in the last 24 hours. Nobody knows what it is, but apparently management signed off on it. They don't know what it says on the belt. If they're going to keep the belts unified and it plays into that, could be the winged eagle. Who knows? But apparently there is a new title belt that has been approved. It'd be hard hard not to upgrade from the current run. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing, though. Everything about it is being toyetic these days. Like they want it to look like a toy for merchandise. And the old title belts were so intricate with the details. Mm-hmm. And it's not really what they go for these days. Um, well, I mean, uh, but see, I don't like that logic because my kid has the toy AEW belt and it looks yeah. pretty fantastic with all it's the awesome. detail on it. Yeah. I mean, it has the logo pretty big in the middle, but yeah. still is so much more going on than just a big WW. That yeah. It's a way better belt. Uh, so, yeah, I'm still intrigued. If he, you know, he did it with the classic IC years ago. Can he bring it back for a short run? We'll see. But am I rooting for it? I kind of am. I kind of just want it freshened up. I, I really love the work Roman Reigns has done. I do think it would be interesting, though, to have something different going on for a little while. So what, what about you, Ryan? Um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm rooting for Cody. Just, just to have a little bit of a change. Like Roman's had a really pretty pretty eventful run um i guess for my mind who would be next for cody if you come off of that um I, i'm thinking probably randy orton you mm-hmm. have the natural uh natural tie there roman if if roman retains yeah something with the bloodline i don't know if they would want to try to get him back to being being a face and have like sokoa turn on him or, or something but i don't know Every oh, yeah. indication I read, he's looking to get some time off here. He's yeah been around a lot. I had not thought about post WrestleMania all that much as far as opponents go for Cody. And ooh, that might be a little dire. I mean, you don't you can't go yeah. back to Seth already. They they've already had I I checked earlier and I think they're at five hundred and seventy eight matches they've had in the past year. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need to see them feuding. I know they had some great matches, but no, I don't want to see that. So, it, yeah, it could. And that's going to be that whole question we've had is the momentum. And he, if he can sustain it as champion for several months, you know, we will. We shall see. Uh, so then we know that's going to be the final match. And there's a lot of debate about which matches are going to be at which night, what's going to headline night one. But we do know the first match of WrestleMania weekend with the two nights of wrestlemania i should say is going to be austin theory and john cena uh u.s title and we've talked a couple of weeks ago about cena's return the promo he cut that night whether it was counterproductive or not and i think 
you know how they followed it up with theory hasn't been great <laughs> to to our Boy, original con- nothing screams we've got confidence in you then you have to cut a promo in front of nobody yeah so that we can edit that shit as much as we need to right so it's still gonna come down to how the match plays out in the end um i don't see john cena winning here he could stick around for a few weeks um based on what i was looking at with his schedule boy i think that would be a mistake though justin i don't i think that's i so here's what i think okay i i am not sold on austin theory like yeah. I, I i don't think he's ever going to be anything more than mid carter maybe a pinch above that i don't think he's ever going to be your your world champ uh selling tickets mm-hmm. i would have john cena win and the monday after wrestlemania i would have john cena do the us title open challenge and then hopefully you have jay white debut Ooh. and beat john cena for the u.s title that would be pretty spicy i would like that that way <laughs> you know definitely you, like that you know you don't What's have a, do for austin theory my god who gives a shit fuck him well to your point though if vince is pulling strings well, we know vince yeah, likes touche. him uh but yeah i mean you mentioned that a second ago and that is the word going around nobody can confirm vince's actually making decisions but the process backstage has been a little different in recent weeks Last minute rewrites, people questioning where they're going, where before they had more of a long-term direction, and that all screams Vince McMahon. I mean, I'm not sold on Austin Theory either, but you have to be to put John Cena in there with him. I mean, if if you're not as a company, you don't you shouldn't put John Cena in there with him. And it's just unless you want to totally write him off, it just seems so counterproductive for him to have cut the promo on him, which was very divisive. We talked about it two weeks ago. And then to have him also beat the guy. <laughs> and then, I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's bad. He's still at the very least, he's still got a match with John Cena at WrestleMania. And that's a big spotlight. I mean, it did wonders for Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just don't know if it does anything for him. Uh, Mr. Huffman, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, see John Cena, I guess, um, cause you can't see him, but, um, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see Cena. I, I don't see him winning here. Um, I would actually, Justin's point, he just made, made, I would, I would love him to go, go that route. Um, even if he did like a defend and have Austin theory, come back and beat him that Monday night, mm-hmm. I think we at least do more, but I don't know. I just think theory, yeah, I don't know where they go with him if he loses that match. Um, I don't see John being around like barely at all. I, I didn't. I was one of them who didn't like the promo a few weeks ago. I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't like the way they put it together. It didn't make a ton of sense to me. But um, I don't know. I don't expect this match to be very long either. Just I think you kick it off with this to get people fired up to see John Cena is going to get a really good response um, to. Uh, to open the show. Uh, but I think it'll be a pretty quick match to be honest. And that's the other thing. Are you going to kick off WrestleMania with, you know, a mid Carter beating John Cena? I mean, open, open the entire weekend with John Cena losing. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that'd be nice for quote unquote shock factor, but I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think there, there, there's going to be a big portion of that crowd that would be pretty turned off by that. 
Yeah. So I guess, hey, there's some intrigue there. But I mean, with the idea you pitched with the open challenge, man, that would have people talking. That would be pretty electric if they actually did that and they debuted Jay White in that way. That I I would really like that. Um, we'll see. What, what do you guys make of this discussion about what should main event night one? Because Meltzer had in the Observer, I think it was last week, that there was a working plan that Ripley and Charlotte would main event night one. And we, I think we've talked about this at, at some point on the show, but it seems totally nuts that you wouldn't put Sami Zayn and Owens against the Usos in the other main event. I know that they're trying to be equal with the men and the women, but sometimes, man, there's something on that card that has to main event, and yep. neither of these women's matches have the hype. Sure, there's been years where they did. Bianca's been awesome the last couple of years at Mania, of course, with Becky you just can't make an argument for it this year. I think that would be a big mistake to put Charlotte and Rhea Ripley out there last. You got, what do you think Hoffman? Yeah, I I'm, I'm hopeful that that's going to be the tag team match um, to finish that story's, to me, that story has been almost even better than the uh, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. One. It has been, um, it has been, you're right. Yeah. So I, I would think it'd be a shame if uh, you didn't fin- finish it like that. I could also see like part of the crowd, like leaving um, if it yeah. would finish with Rhea versus Charlotte, just cause I mean, LA it's traffic. I think the main, the main attraction for night one is going to be the tag match if they go that route. So Great um, that's, that's what I'm hoping is they finish with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think they got to, I, I have not seen it. Uh, full disclosure, I, I've heard the last couple of weeks of Charlotte and Rhea ha- have been decent. I guess uh, my Twitter feed has not exactly been blowing up with footage or talk of this feud. I think it's it's weird because it's you know Rhea wanting to come back from her loss at 36, which was ridiculous. And I think the mm-hmm. majority of us hated the fact that she lost to Charlotte there. Mm-hmm. That was just completely nonsensical. Um, I am really worried about what Kyle brought up on his little WrestleMania preview thread about Charlotte talking the office into a double turn that will let her, uh, mate, you know, remain world champion. Should I read what he wrote here? Yeah. Do just it. Just trying to find that. Okay. Here's what Mr. Ross said on the Charlotte situation. He says, it's an interesting one because we talk about the current WWE crowd being pretty obedient, but I sense the crowd will be with the heel Ripley on this one. I'd laugh if Charlotte politicked to do a double turn so she could retain. It'd be pretty hideous for Charlotte fire when this <laughs> looking at what happened back in, in 2020 when Ripley was coming in with so much momentum. She closed out 2019 on fire and that was terrible. So, I mean, I assumed that when they booked this match, it was to right the wrongs from three years ago. Mm-hmm. And so if she doesn't, if she doesn't win. I don't know what we're doing here. And that's, wouldn't it be weird if like you're going to kick off night one with a heel Austin theory beating John Cena and then mm-hmm. cap it off with a quote unquote heel Ripley beating, you know, the quote unquote big, bold quotes, baby face Charlotte for the, you know, the championship that just strikes me as odd. Yeah. Nobody's going to be cheering for Charlotte Flair there. <laughs> Come on. Ever. Don't you think? I mean, these are the hardcores of the hardcores at yeah. WrestleMania for the most part. 
there'll be some people cheering for it, but I think overwhelmingly Ripley's going to get cheered. So yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Ripley. Uh, Justin, you picking Ripley? Oh, God. Just yeah, Just I don't hope pr- prayers. Huffman. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Ripley. I don't I don't really have much to add. It's been a been a good build, but um, yeah, I don't see Charlotte winning. I don't think it makes sense. And then that but other match, WWE, so yeah, that other match, the tag titles, it's got to be Sammy yeah. and KO. That would just that should be the easiest one to predict on the entire mm-hmm. card. Uh, it's got to be them. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Usos. That should be a hell of a match. We've we've said this many times. The Usos are one of the greatest tag teams in the history of the company. We know the history that Owens and Zayn have. You know, going back to when they were very very young. So. Yeah, the chemistry is going to be there. Should be an outstanding match. You got you got a main event with that one. I sure hope so, at least. Um, this Seth Rollins Logan Paul match. So, um, Huffman, your thoughts? I'll, I'll just throw it to you first. Um, I think it'll be probably uh, one of the better matches, just based on. I mean, Rollins always puts on a great match, and then uh. Just like Logan Paul, I mean, his few appearances, he's been pretty awesome. Um, I've liked him in this heel role, finally. You know, he hasn't been trying to get people to like him, yeah. which I think is a pretty natural. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty open to this match. Um, I think it was a pretty easy story for him to do the guy who loves wrestling versus the guy who's there to make money and be famous. Um, but I've been impressed with uh, Logan Paul. Um a few times i was checking over yeah i mean i have rollins winning um i think that would end that story pretty well i i would expect logan's just going to be around probably if for like wrestlemania SummerSlam, maybe one other show a year um yeah yeah it'd be a good match yeah you said it on the pod before that's it's a dire situation that logan paul comes in with so little experience and looks like one of the best wrestlers they have justin Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was just going to say it be it would be a little weird to have a part tar- part-timer come in and beat the guy who's there every week, but mm. to your point, he's also you know one of the most interesting guys on the entire roster. So, I don't really know what you do there. Um if you know maybe Logan Paul gets the win and that can be the immediate Cody feud, you know, you try and strike while the iron's hot as far as as those guys go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it when you were looking at Twitter for how people were reacting uh, during Raw, and mm. you said that like ninety percent of what you were seeing on the timeline was about Seth Rollins and how over he is, and the, you know the cheering along with his theme song and everything. Whatever we think about his character here on this pod, the crowd does love love this character, and they love the song, and he is a solid wrestler. He hasn't been really up my alley in several years. At one time, I was a really big fan of what he was doing. It just it does seem like it would be pretty crazy for Rollins to not win, given how popular he is with the crowd and that he is there each and every week. Um, David mentioned in the chat, you know, doesn't Logan have to win a match at some point? And yeah, I mean, you look at what he's done. Of course, he lost to Roman. Um, He did get the win over the Miz. So, yeah, I mean, didn't he didn't win the Rumble, of course, but. He's so early that I don't think I think people 
are just impressed what he, with what he's doing right now. I feel like he's such a star, you know, especially in social media that even mm-hmm. if he loses, he'll continue to get big reactions. Now, you don't want him to wrestle 20, 20 matches and never win, but he's only had a handful right now, so I think it would be okay. He's still getting the rub here from a veteran who's super over. So if if Rollins wins, like I'm saying, if they do have Roman retain for some reason, I could see them doing Roman and Seth in the not too distant future just because of how over Seth is right now. Hey. And yeah, th- getting a win here. Maybe they'll bring in that uh, other YouTube influencer who claims WWE off or WWE offered her twenty million dollars to partake in wrestling or some bullshit oh, like that. Maybe yeah. maybe she can come in and help them win. Yeah, maybe she can wrestle Charlotte Flair. Cash that twenty million dollar check. <laughs> I could uh, I could also see. I know you talk about Seth versus Roman. I actually could see if Cody wins. I could see them doing. Seth versus Cody one more time and having it be a storyline of, you know, Seth, if I, if I lose, I can't have another title shot as long as Cody has it. Cause I think Cody did that in AEW and except Cody's was no title shots, but yeah, I'm basically the same thing. Yep. I wouldn't be a fan cause we saw it so much, but you know, at the same time I could see their logic in, if they have the same thought about Cody being champion as we do about this sustaining the momentum, they could be like, look, man, he had these great matches with Seth last year. This is a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Give him this right away. I could I could definitely see them doing that, to your point, Ryan. The the flip side is if they're, you know, they're listening to the crowd sing along to Seth Rollins' entrance music, maybe they're thinking Seth is a big deal and maybe he's the guy that should dethrone Roman Reigns, because he is the company, man. You know, mm, through and through <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah. Lately. Worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Brock Lesnar working with Omas, no Bray Wyatt for Brock Lesnar. No, no. He'd rather work with Omas and his limited talent. Love Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, yeah. So any chance Omas beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, Ryan Huffman? Um, I hope not. Uh, I, you know, Brock, Brock has lost so much lately that I, I don't know if I actually hate this matchup as much as others. Cause I feel like this is one Omos or they're just want to see Omos get F5. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly could see this open night too, with Brock coming out, um, to get the crowd pop, pumped up. But, yeah. um, I think that would be, I mean, if, if Vince is back with creative, like Brock's not going to, shouldn't lose this match. Um, but I, I think, I don't know. I wouldn't blame him, I guess, for not wanting to work with White if that was the original plan or, you know, does, does he squash Omos and is this where like a Bobby Lashley says, well, now we're, we're having a match or something. Cause I, mm-hmm. I got to think Bobby's doing something at mania i mean he hasn't really done anything wrong in the whole situation but yeah um but yeah, I, I i like brock to win this match and just get the crowd to pop over the f5 on omas so yeah justin i mean the thing is like have we seen any difference in his ring quality in the past year to warrant him going from losing to Bobby Lashley last year at WrestleMania to beating Brock this year. Like, I, I haven't seen that uptick 
in in, in personality or ring work. No, uh, I, so I yeah. have a hard time seeing Brock Lesnar backstage saying like, yeah, yeah, I'll put him over. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and as Ryan pointed out, uh, Ryan H. Boy, this is going to get difficult. Ryan's <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Brock, Brock is due for a big win. Big is in, I guess, the opponent. <laughs> Yeah, the F five on Omas is like the only draw here. Yeah, <laughs> really, which is so, fine. I mean that that'll make for a great WrestleMania moment. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be short and brief. The crowd will pop. I think Brock will go over, and that'll be that. Uh, but I have seen I have seen some people picking Omas. So crazier things have happened. I uh, I just don't see it here though. So all right, let's parlay that discussion into the. Let's go with the IC title, triple threat. We All mentioned right. Gunther earlier. Company's very high on him. You know, it appears that they are trying to put him on that path to becoming an eventual world title contender, uh, if not champion down the line. He's got himself in great shape. We've kind of had the discussion on the show before on if we like that or not. But hey, it's good to see a guy in good physical condition. I wish he would have been one of those guys that they would have went back to the old name after the switch with Vince McMahon and just ditch the Gunther thing, but whatever, it's been long enough now that they're probably not going to do that. Defending against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. And uh, yeah, uh, any chance of an, of, of a title change here? Does Gunther hang on and continue his reign? I'll tell you guys, first of all, I think Gunther is retaining here, but it should be a, again, a fantastic match. I'll throw it to Justin here first. Huh? I hope so. I hope he retains. Mm-hmm. That, that's my hope. Uh, I believe this is just me reading the internet. I believe since his main roster call up, he has not been pinned or submitted. So there is a way that, you know, the WWE can have their cake and eat it too with giving Sheamus his IC title that, you know, he's been longing for and missing in his, in his, uh, uh, trophy case mm-hmm. and he could obviously pin drew to do that and then maybe they can go on a feud gunther can get his win back get his title back and continue the feud i but i would keep it on gunther i, I mean yeah uh, make a star here at this wrestlemania yeah and to your point about yeah he could beat drew that makes sense i could see him doing that i'm i'm sure drew's even though the guy's stock has fallen you know since a few years ago when he had that world title run and boy i don't know if there's anyone that the pandemic hurt more than him just hitting the apex of his career at the time but i gotta tell you i know he's probably excited to be in this match because sheamus is one of his best friends i'm sure he's excited to be in there with him at wrestlemania gunther this you know hot young talent as well but yeah i i gotta go with gunther huffman I'm actually going to go with kind of what Justin was talking about. I think uh, I personally, I think Sheamus is going to pin Drew. And then you're going to have return match, Gunther, Sheamus down the road. And I think um, my my actual target would be uh, Gunther versus Cody at SummerSlam for, mm, for the title. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, that's that's where I think it's maybe going to go. Unless Gunther maybe be a – or Gunther would be a uh, – longer title picture with like a Royal rumble. But um, I just feel like this would be a way to get the title off of him and then have him move on to kind of the next phase of his 
of his career, but mm-hmm. that's just where I'm seeing it go. I just, I selfishly want Gunther to break honky talk man's record. <laughs> yeah. That's the only, that's the only uh, championship record that truly deserves to be broken. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see any of these scenarios play out. I am looking forward to watching the match. Yeah. Same, it'll it'll same be good. Me, Justin. I'd, you know, I'd like to I, see him continue the reign. A lot of people hate on triple threat matches, but if any three guys are going to be able to pull off a good one, it's these three. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like sometimes they really overdo it with the triple threat matches in WWE. And when you look at this, we've got a, a two night card where, I mean, we got the multi-person tag matches, but yeah. this is the only triple threat match. So it's fine. Yeah, it's fine in this in this booking. So we'll see. Um, how about this one? Edge and uh, Finn Balor. And now it's confirmed Finn Balor as the demon in the hell in a cell. I saw some reports that they've made some changes to the hell in a cell for this one. Did you guys see that? Hmm. I had I had heard they were maybe going away from the red. I hope so. Oh, please, please. Yes, I sure hope so. Because that has been not easy on the eyes. And it was it was tough to believe that they continued that too. <laughs> you know, after like the first time it got such bad feedback and then they continued on with it. But um, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about Edge and, the, and where he is going moving forward. Is he done? Um, there's been rumors about him going to AEW and joining uh, up with Christian and doing a, a dream match with FTR. I think that now that you've confirmed that Balor is doing the demon, they have to have Balor win here because it, it seems like the the demon stuff doesn't have the mystique it used to. You know, he needs a win as the demon. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me to put Edge over here. So I got to go with Balor, Huffman. Yeah, I'd go with Balor too. I I'll be... I'll be interested to see kind of the theatrics, I guess, of this match. I think that's for me the the fun part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm super interested in the actual match, but Hell in a Cell matches are cool. I was at 32 and Undertaker Shane. That was, I mean, I wasn't super into that matchup, um, but usually Hell in a Cell matches deliver. But kind of see if any you get any kind of run-ins there. I'm sure Judgment Day, you know, will Edge have people that that match that, you know, I've read different stuff online about, you know, who could be being flown to, uh, yeah, being, uh, flown to, uh, LA for it. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this match. Yeah. The report is the cage is black. I just looked that up. So I went from red to black. That's according to PW insider. Just go Uh, back to gray steel. I know. Just fuck sakes. Yeah. What do you think, Justin? You were the, when you joined the pod, you were really high in Finn Balor. We always called you the resident Finn Balor mark. That's kind of died off in recent years, but you are wearing the Balor Club hoodie. So that tells me your, your pick, I think, huh? My kid is, I think, officially super into wrestling right now. And a big part of it is because I just keep showing him Demon Balor matches because he's five years old. So it's like, oh, I mean, he's basically a superhero. So he's super into it. And that's my entire intrigue into this match is that, you know, I'm excited to tell him that Finn Balor is coming back as the demon for the first time in, I don't know, a year and a half, two years since he lost to Roman Reigns. To your guys' point, there's no reason for him to lose this. Even if Edge is not out the door, Finn needs this way more than him. Is it true? Like, 
this is going to be a brood edge versus demon balor so that's the rumor is that that gangrel is supposedly going to be part of his entrance is that what you were talking about huffman mm-hmm. yeah the gangrel is going to come back to do that entrance um and there were some people talking about christian but i i know christian supposedly signed a long-term deal with AEW, and i can't imagine tony khan signing off on that for wrestlemania i mean yeah, yeah. Well, I know Christian. He's uh, he's in Chicago this weekend. I know for uh, for a convention. So we'll kind of we'll kind of see there. I don't know the the one one night um, appearance. You know, we'll, we'll see if something like that happens. But I, I could see Tony signing off on something yeah. like that. I mean, he he's a huge Christian fan. I could see him doing like a video and like saying like that's fine. Being there in person, I guess it'd be pretty cool if he allowed it. You know, if maybe he really is trying to break down the ultimate forbidden door. What will they do for us in return? You know, if Vince really is in charge, they're not going to do a damn thing for you. But it, it would fit the Christian thing. You know, he just got buried by Jungle Boy in a casket. So now he's coming back as brood Christian. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, I mean, he oh, signed two point. years ago and supposedly it was like a long term deal. So he's definitely under AEW contract as far as we know. I just don't understand what is brood edge other than the entrance. Plus we've already seen that already. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they had not done it already and it was leading up to that there, I'd be a little bit more excited for it, but like, it's not like he was a different wrestler then, you know, at least Finn's mannerisms in the ring are a little bit different when, when he's the demon, Mm -hmm. but I, I just don't know what the edge thing is. It just, it's just the entrance. So I'm still thinking about this Christian thing. I guess I could see it if Edge is coming to AEW. Like if they've already, you know, his contract's coming up and that he is going to go to AEW. I could then, I could see Tony Khan saying, all right, that's fine then. We'll send Christian over there for one night because he's coming to our company pretty soon. I could could see him signing off under that scenario. And and the flip side of that is... WWE thinking the same thing. Oh, Edge might be leaving to go to AEW. We're not going to let a fucking AEW guy get on our, you know, biggest show of the year. Yeah. So there's some there's some intrigue there, but I could I can only see I really can only see Tony signing off if if he's got something coming back in return. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm crazier things have happened, so it I'm would just, be pretty exciting. Uh, uh, the other thing I just want to say, I'm dreading this match. Just please let it be under 20 minutes. I mean, you, you're going to have the you, Twitter timeline where everyone's talking about it's water torture. And then Ryan sat and talks about how great it is. I can just see a, a, the world where it's 30 minutes long. You know, the violence is the PG version that WWE has been doing for years in these hell in a cell matches. I mean, how many truly memorable hell in a cell matches have we had in the past 10 years? They allowed it to get so watered down, yeah. you know, with just doing it because we got to do it, that they're not even memorable anymore. I mean, I think people like the one with Seth Rollins and Edge Yeah, from, what was that, a year ago or so? But I don't know, just they're stinkers for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm taking Balor. I don't think it makes any sense to put Edge over here. So, all right, what have we not talked about on this oh, two-day? You're missing one. You're missing one of my most anticipated matches. 
Uh, well, we got to talk about the other women's match. That's one of them. Uh, no, we don't need to talk. Uh, Ray and Dominic. Yeah. Right. That was a fantastic segment I... when Ray finally hit Dom. I think it's going to be a really good match. We've been really hard on Dom on the show, but he has improved. And obviously he's working with his father who's going to do everything he can to make him look like a million bucks. We've seen when Dominic has an opponent that's trying to do everything for him that he looks really good. Go back to his debut. So I think it'll surprise me. I think it's going to be a solid, solid match. What do you think, Huffman? Yeah, I actually, I mean, you're saying that this is something good for Dom, like even Ray, like this is probably the most exciting thing they've had for Ray Mysterio um, in quite a while. Um, Kyle Ross said earlier today, and I commented on it, there's a little bit of the Bret Hart, Owen Hart match vibe here to me where I'm like, okay, like is Dominic going to steal a win at the end and where would that project him? Cause I feel like a win for him does a lot more than a win for Ray. Um, just kind of a fun fact too that this kind of hit me today, where uh, kind of shows shows my age of how much I've watched wrestling. But the last time WrestleMania was in Hollywood, it was Eddie versus Ray. So now you're kind of getting a, a yeah. fan feel there too. So um, pretty 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 cool. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going to go with Dom, but Same. I'm looking for I am looking forward to it. I am. I am a little surprised. I'm looking forward to a Dominic Mysterio match, but for all the reasons you laid out, Huffman, you know, the build has been good. He's going to have a great dance partner here. It's WrestleMania. Uh, Justin? I mean, this is the kind of match where, you know, everybody involved, not just Ray and Dom, but anybody that's going to put together this match, they're going to put the time in to, to tell the right story, to make sure it's laid out almost beat for beat. Um, so that these guys can put on the best possible show, especially for Ray in his Hall of Fame weekend. Yeah. I uh, I will also say some of the the Dominic, like I, I was really, really down on him. And I'm still not super, you know, supportive of him, but uh, some of his, his prison stuff has been some of the funniest things on WWE TV where he starts talking about his time in prison. And I mean, that's, that's, that's that has been great. So, oh, yeah. The best references to American prisons since uh, uh, the Mountie back in '91, yeah. <laughs> SummerSlam, SummerSlam '91, where he's screaming, grabbing the bars. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Stewart would probably get mad at us for not, you know, bringing up nails. Oh yes, that's true, Stewart. I I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. The, I mentioned the Raw Women's title, Bianca Belair and Asuka. Um, we've had a little talk on this. Asuka, to me, you know, Kyle's joked about, oh, yeah, what do you do? You gave her a different face paint, treat her a little bit more seriously. But, yeah, it's pro wrestling. I think they have made her more legitimate again. Uh, I am more interested in her character than I have been in quite some time. That said, I don't think she should beat Bianca Belair. I think that would just be doing a title change to do a title change. I think Belair is certainly has trailed off you know the creative really hasn't been there for her like it had the previous couple years going into wrestlemania but she still is one of the best talents they have on the female side and while oscar is solid and she has been in a better spot in recent months i just don't i don't see a real argument to do a title change here 
Ryan Huffman. Yeah, I think Bianca wins. I think even just uh, if you are going to have Rhea take the t- uh, title off Charlotte, I don't think you're going to have both champions uh, lose here. Asuka's, a, Asuka's done a good job, but I don't really see her as somebody they're looking to really elevate. Yeah. Mr. Joint. Don't really care about this match. Uh, <laughs> the more interesting topic, I think, to your point, Ryan D., that is <laughs> yes. Talking about Bianca Belair cooling off. Which women's wrestler doesn't or hasn't cooled off since last year? I mean, the entire division feels cooled off. Nobody is hotter than they were a year ago. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, well, Ripley's more interesting now than she was. Um, but she's not where she was a few years ago. Yeah. You know, to your point, she's not at that level. Asuka feels more serious again, but not title, like not champion ready. It would um, just be weird for her. She's a baby face, right? She's been acting like a baby face. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People cheer. For her for her to beat the, the big baby face that you've built, been building for years, that, that would just seem really odd to me. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. No, I got to go with Bianca retaining here. Um, yeah, what, what we have like the multi-person matches left, and I don't really have any deep thoughts on them. You know, do you mean Trish. the show, the showcase match? Oh, I'm sorry that you were talking the six. Well, before we get to those, yeah, we got the the Trish, Lita, and Becky match against Damage Control. Again, I I just don't, don't have care much on this. I mean. I, I'm probably going to go with damage control on this one, but it doesn't really, really matter. Yeah, uh-huh. it doesn't really matter, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. I mean, it's Becky is Becky, but you got two legends in there, you know, who can still go. But again, they're older. I, I got to go with the aggregate younger team here, I guess. I'll go with damage control, but it doesn't really matter either way. <laughs> Bad, bad bad look for Becky Lynch to lose a second yeah. WrestleMania in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I think damage you. control. I don't really have too many thoughts on this. I think damage control just because I'm not sure what it really does for Becky, Trish, Lita. I don't know if you would, uh, if they're looking to have Trish around for like a match with Becky, like this could maybe have like a, you could get a Trish heel moment. Um, mm. I, Hmm. I'm not I'm not sure, but um yeah, I, I don't really have too many thoughts on this match. I don't think it's been a bad a bad build, to be honest, for the just kind of a random matchup. But the reason I'm taking damage control is because I actually see Bailey being back in the title picture. Yeah. It's just yeah. it just seems like a weird use of you know who is your biggest woman star in Becky Lynch. Like you're just putting her in a six women's match i don't know it's just odd to me do you think they still see her as the biggest star that could be a talking point no i don't think so no i think that she is when pushed i think that she's still well there's an argument for bianca belair i think belair can be a kind of transcendent star too with the mainstream has a great look great personality um but yeah, boy, look at Becky over the last few years. Talk about, I mean, uh, to me, it all started when they put her with Seth Rollins on TV. You acknowledge that real relationship and it was all downhill from there. 
at least she's gotten away from that goofy character she was doing, which was just mm-hmm. fucking terrible. Uh, so at least she's gotten away from that, and they they could rehab her. I'm sure she likes being in there with the legends and stuff, but boy, yeah, this is not the definitely not the best use of Becky Lynch. So in the end, I don't think it really matters. But I, I like your point, Huffman, too, about getting Bailey into the title picture. Makes sense to me. Uh yeah the the showcase matches. Oh boy! Well, uh, and yeah. that'll do it for the show, everybody. Good night. <laughs> still better showcase than showcase matches. Wrapping it up, yeah. Still better than stupendous. I'm honestly, I have no thoughts on the matches. I'll just pick a winner and move on. So the women's Liv Morgan and Raquel versus Natty and Shotzi versus Ronda and Shayna versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Uh, Liv Morgan's team because. Out of all those people, she's the most over. So give Liv Morgan a win on WrestleMania. I see you nodding, Ryan Huffman. You agree? Yeah, I'd agree. Justin, if you had to pick. Nope, don't care. And I'm not going to pick on principle. <laughs> I refuse to. I don't understand why they didn't, they didn't make a bigger deal out of the fucking Battle Royals, especially the Andre. That's how you get all these, you know, how you get everybody on the card, which they're so desperate to do. Um I know they probably don't have enough women to be able to throw into a battle royal, but showcase, who cares? You know, to your point on that, when we when I was researching for the WrestleMania 17 show that we did last night, and I was reading people's thoughts on the show just to kind of clarify with my own thoughts, and I read a, a recent review someone had done about WrestleMania 17, and they commented on um God, which match was it? I think it was Jericho and Regal. It was either Jericho and Regal or the hardcore. It might have been Jericho and Regal, though. And the person reviewing it was like, oh, you know, it was a fine match, but this this would never be seen as WrestleMania worthy today. And I was thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> Everybody gets on WrestleMania today. They get the whole freaking roster on that show. Who is this person? Because you oh, two, you're right. They, so dumb. They have to get every single person on the show. So look, if they're going to do like a six-hour WrestleMania, yes, I would rather have it be across two days. But in the end, like theoretically, I don't like a two-day WrestleMania. I would like a one-night WrestleMania with eight or nine matches, the cream of the crop. I hate this idea that you got to get every single person on the show. And this is a true indictment of it because I don't know who the hell could possibly care about these matches. It's just screams... Get me on the show, just like mm-hmm. you know what the Andre Battle Royal had turned into before, and that was something they could have actually made something of, and it just became a total throwaway. They just needed stakes, just yeah. even if it was just hey, you get you get the shot at the title at the next pay per view. Who cares? Yeah. You have twelve freaking pay per views. Throw one main event away. Yeah, yeah, it's been disappointing how that match has been handled. Just because I remember, you know, at thirty. Um, like Cesaro coming off of that had a ton of momentum. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this guy with Heyman. Where's my tissue box? Hold on, keep talking, right? He's <laughs> a SummerSlam main event. Main event. Like I remember, like I was at I was at WrestleMania 30, and like people were just going nuts for the for Cesaro winning the Andre, and I'm like, oh, this is a natural fit, and then nothing. So. Yep, that that was one of my happiest moments ever watching. A WrestleMania match was because it was so unexpected and anybody who'd been watching the product for a long time was like, 
had some sort of investment into Cesaro's future and, and then just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, they just used him to keep Heyman on the screen so he could brag about Brock Lesnar beating the undertaker. Yeah. I found the, I found the column I was referring to here. I just went in my history. I had to pull this up. This was, uh, this article was, it was actually talking about the six man Taz and APA against right to censor. And it said this standard tag team match wouldn't find its way anywhere near the card in this day and age. Are you kidding me? Look at the matches we're talking about. Of course, that would be on the card today. It is. <laughs> <laughs> These matches have less going for them than that one did. Um, yeah, that was a bad, bad take. All right. Uh, men's WrestleMania showcase. Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. I'll go with the Street Profits. No real thoughts. Ryan Huffman. Yeah, I think it's just uh like that's pretty natural pick. I'll go that one too. No real reason for me, just they're probably the most over of the those groups or probably the only one over with those groups, but um yeah, street profits. Yeah. Justin, I, not gonna pick. <laughs> no. I mean I I'm just hoping for like some story to come out of this, which is why like the street profits are the only one I don't want to see win this. I, I would like to see a breakup. Yeah. Like that should be the story of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't really care who wins. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Just, just like the women's match. It doesn't matter. I, in the I, of things. I hope the APA and Jacqueline come out and win the match. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, then they would be WrestleMania worthy, right? <laughs> uh, Adam asks, who's being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year? All right. Rey Mysterio, the great Muda, Stacy Keebler, recently announced, and Andy Kaufman in the celebrity ring, which Andy Kaufman one is way overdue for sure. Um, yeah, Rey Mysterio, obviously. Muda obviously deserves it. Stacy Keebler, I mean, she was a pretty big star for the women in that era, it was pretty obvious she was going in when she randomly showed up on social media again after like years away. Hey guys, how's this going? How's it going? Just checking in or something like that. The other day when I saw that, I was like, she's going in the hall of fame. Definitely. Um, so big weekend of shows. You got that on Friday night. You got the two nights of WrestleMania. You got all the indie shows. You got ROH super card of honor on Friday night, which is a hell of a card. Mm. You got, Claudio and Eddie Kingston for the world title. You got uh, what else is on that show? Joe and and Mark Briscoe, Yuta and Shibata. The Reach for the Sky, unfortunately, ladder match, but I, I, I love that they utilized Jay's catchphrase into the match. It's just yeah. kind of poetry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Vikingo is on, on the show against Commander, AAA Mega Championship. We've got Athena and Yuka Sakazaki. You've got what else is on there? I mean, this this is a pro wrestling card. That's going to be a hell of a show. I don't know if I want to pay 40 bucks, but man, I don't know. I'm going to I think I'm pulling. Yeah, I'm pulling the trigger on that one. I think I've ordered some of them. I mean, I ordered what the one last summer. Me and you watched that one, Mm -hmm. Justin, together. So I might. I shouldn't say 40 bucks. It's not like they're every month anymore. 
I might do it. I mean, shit, to watch Eddie Kingston become world champion. And that's a Claudio fan saying that. I mean, man, that's worth the price of admission alone if it happens. Speaking of which, I got to go get that Eddie Kingston figure. You sent me the picture of yeah. a Walmart the other day. I didn't get there today. I got to do that. Uh, Ryan Huffman, I hope you have a safe trip, sir. I hope you have a great time out there. It was a lot of fun having you on the show. We got to have you back sooner again. Justin. Are, uh, Ryan, are you going to any other? Sh- Ryan H., are you going to any other uh, shows while you're there? Um, we're actually, so we're hitting up uh, WrestleCon on Saturdays, um, Friday and Saturday. Um, my biggest meet and greet I'm getting there is Daniel, or Ryan Danielson, sorry. Mm-hmm. So um, I was at WrestleMania 30 when I won the title. I got a really cool uh, 8 by or 11 by 14 of him holding both the titles. So I'm hoping to get that signed. Um, and actually, we're just doing a lot of different L.A. stuff. We're going to like an L.A. Dodgers game um, Friday night. Oh, okay. So you're doing that instead of ROH. Yeah, I did do uh, a ROH show, um, WrestleMania 32 weekend and trying to remember the four teams and, but it's one of the best tag team matches had, um, Briscoe's young bucks, motor city machine guns might've been like the kingdom or something. I know that show was like headlined by, um, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. So, um, it's like super card of honor, um, the second day of it. So, um, no, I was kind of seeing the sights, looking forward to a little warmer weather. Um, not that it's real, real warm out there. Um, it's pretty rainy, but well, Hey, I would, I would recommend, uh, when you go on your little vacation here, don't get food poisoning. That's my recommendation. No. I was debating if I was going to mention that or not. Yes. <laughs> Listeners know that Justin and I were going to New Orleans. Um, and uh, yeah, not the best, uh, not the best trip for your host here. Yours truly, because uh, we got down there and uh, we went out the night first one. night. Night one. We, we had one meal that day. You know, we had flights all day. We get down there. We couldn't find anywhere to eat. We finally found a place. It was like our last choice, but it was like a block off Bourbon Street or something. It was Mm -hmm. down in the middle of it. And uh, we ate it. I don't know. It was like 10 o'clock at night or something. And about six o'clock the next morning, I woke up Mm -hmm. and uh, I vomited many times the next day for about 12 hours. I missed our whole second day. I was out of it. it was not good. And then we had one more full day. And I was recovering. I mean, I could eat and stuff again, but I still didn't feel right. It was very disappointing. And then we had some serious travel problems getting back the day after that. <laughs> with uh, um, I think I messaged you on Snapchat, didn't I, Ryan? When yeah. all that was going on? Yeah, it looked we... like I, you were having a great time with uh, that lovely flight we will not mention. But <laughs> I, yeah, I we were supposed to fly back New Orleans, Denver, to Des Moines and that first flight got pushed back so many times we couldn't make the connection and we ended up flying to DC to Omaha we then had to rent a car Justin and I and our wives to drive from Omaha to Des Moines to get our car that we left in Des Moines and then drive back to where we live ended up being like a boy we got to the New Orleans airport at what like 7 30 mm-hmm. and we got home at like 12 30 at night Yep. We looked it up and it would have actually been faster for us to have rented a car in New Orleans and driven back to Iowa that day. Yeah. 
So well, it was but, fun but, to be had. Justin had a great time, but for me, it was ultra disappointing because of yeah. the food sickness. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I think, I think we've taken care of all the bad, uh, Top Rope Nation travel karma for you, <laughs> Huffman. Trip. So I think you're going to have a fantastic trip. <laughs> yeah, I, I so. to say food poisoning wise, I don't know how bad In-N-Out Burger can go. So that's probably going to be my <laughs> Oh, I've never had that. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's pretty solid. I would take uh, okay. five guys over In-N-Out oh. Burger. But um, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those when you're out on out west like uh denver las vegas california it feels like mm-hmm. it's just one of those it's like going to dallas and having to get whataburger so i've had it once in vegas so i mean i'm just saying justin join if you want to go to vegas <laughs> in a couple of months we could uh get in an out burger but yeah uh, they it can and yeah. want are two very different <laughs> things but don't you feel so bad for me after this new orleans experience I do, you're man. like man I you got to have another trip now that, that's well, why know, that's why AEW is going to be having a big show in New Orleans in the next couple of years to make up for it. Hopefully. I hope so. The Ricky Starks world title crowning show. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Huffman, this is great, man. You always fit right in, do a great job. Hope the listeners enjoy it. Hope all the people watching on the video feed enjoyed it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to SC Scoops. Get all your news heading into WrestleMania at scscoops.com. And uh, support the show, patreon.com slash Nation. That almost three-hour show Justin and Kyle and I did on Mania 17. The video is up right now for patrons. You can hear the podcast version here within a couple of days. And uh, I'm sure it's going to get rave reviews. It was, it was a great, great time. So that is the best way to support the show. Get all the bonus content. We've got over 100 bonus podcasts the minute you sign up to become a patron. David saying TRN, TRN gathering in Philadelphia. You know, I've been to Philadelphia once. That's where WrestleMania is next year. I would love to go back as a history teacher. I'm going to consider it. I'll consider it, David. I, I hope the main event is Roman Reigns winning a Royal Rumble. <laughs> yes, the perfect place to do it. Yes, the lineage of Roman and Royal Rumbles in Philly. Oh, man. <laughs> David says do it. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah. I think he's I think he's referring, he's referring to, to me, you yeah. coming out yeah <laughs> there's always a little delay with the chat with the video alright everybody uh, we hope you enjoy Wrestlemania tune in Sunday morning as we recap night one and then Monday morning as we recap night two those will be live on the SC Scoops channel as always and then on demand on the YouTube Top Rope Nation channel this has been episode 290 of Top Rope Nation for Ryan Huffman and Justin Joint. I'm Ryan Drasty. Talk to you again real soon. Take care.